Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Echo Nest, the podcast. It is 8.30 a.m. on a Monday, um, and I'm doing this. I'm driving to work, and I'm talking about stuff. Um, so let's see here. What's some, what's some news? What's some stuff going on? I don't really know. Um, hung out with the band last night. That was pretty fun. Had our Echo Nest family dinner um, with some extended members of the family. Um, uh, I guess, well, how do you count that? Like, I guess, uh, Keith's wife, Sinclair, my wife, Kayla, that's, that's immediate family, I suppose. It's extended family to the Echo Nest band, I guess. They don't play in the band, but I guess it's, I guess it's not. And then Keith and Sinclair's child was there, you know? I guess that's a media fan. But Tim, I guess, Tim would be the, uh, the, the only real extended musical member of the family. Um, uh, or, or uh, you know, whatever. Um, no blood or marital relations to us. But he's basically family. Um, Tim is actually the, um, I guess, uh, the first shows, the first musicals that I did um, was with Keith and Tim. And, uh, you know, I might, Tim might have been in Echo Nest, um, but Mike actually technically was the one who, Mike was the one that hit me up to, to get, to get us together, to get me and him together. And, uh, yeah, so who knows? That would have been wild. It would have been a fun, fun little, fun little group. The three of us doing musicals and also had this weird prog band on this, on the side. Um strange rant, but one nonetheless. So, I don't know where my episodes are. I'm not sure if they're all coming up or not, or if I'm getting, uh, if I'm, like, posting too much. I I, I normally would do, I think, one a week, and then it became, like, one every two weeks, and then I think I forgot about it for a long time. And, uh, now I guess I'm trying to do a little bit more of it, um, for no real reason. And, uh, yeah, whatever, I guess, but, well, anyway, if, whatever episodes you heard last, I hope you enjoyed it, thank you for coming back to this one, um, I haven't done, uh, one of my, uh, uh, gear videos in a while, and, um, I thought I would, I would do one of those, um, there's a bunch of recording, uh, stuff that we have coming up, but, no real updates on it, it's kind of the same thing of like, we're gonna record, I think we have the songs picked out, and um, it's looking like we're turning this into a a full length, which I'm I'm really excited about, Um, uh, because um, we've never done a full length, Um, that's been like a a, a real one, Um, we have a, a live thing that's a full length, and that's very old, and I don't know, whatever, um, but yeah, anyway, so a little gear thing, um, so I guess the guitar I wanted to talk about today, uh, I actually don't know what, what instruments and amps and stuff I have, um, not talked about, so, uh, but I think this is one I haven't talked about, um, which, uh, is my 2016, uh, Gibson Explorer, um, 
let's see here, uh, where to even start with it? This is, this guitar is one of my favorite guitars that I have ever owned, probably ever will own. Um, it's a very special instrument to me, um, for, for a lot of reasons, actually. Um, so let's just start at the beginning with it. Uh, growing up, Explorers, once I saw the Explorer, it was over for me. Uh, the Gibson Explorer shape, if you don't know. Well, yeah, I guess you can do a quick Google of them. Um, it's maybe a little cheesy looking. Uh, the kind of crazy lightning bolt design. But it is my all-time favorite body shape. Um, growing up as a kid, my number one band was Coheed and Cambria. And uh, I guess I saw a lot of like... You know, I would like look through the guitar magazines and everything, and you see a lot of Strats and Tellys and Les Pauls, um, maybe some other kind of softer looking shapes. But then I, I remember, remember seeing Coheed and Cambria stuff. I think my first introduction to Coheed and Cambria, I want to say, is the music video to Blood Red Summer. It was on a Headbangers Ball when I was a, a wee lad, and I was like, this is so crazy. It was so unlike anything on Headbangers Ball, but, um, I really, um, I really enjoyed it, it was cool, really cool, and then I remember just later on watching, like, I believe it was at school, even, we had TV at school, and we would turn it on when the teacher was out of the classroom, we'd put on MTV, I remember, uh, in the early mornings, they would play a lot of crazy music videos, and I remember seeing the Welcome Home music video, and my eyes were just glued, because I saw a double neck, SG, and then Travis had a Les Paul, and it was so cool, um, and then I found them in a magazine, and I saw Travis with an SG, the teal SG, and, um, and then Claudio with the white Explorer, um, and it was, like, it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen, um, like, these two cats fucking, they got their Gibsons, I knew what Gibson was already at that point, and uh, I was like, man, they've got Gibsons, and they got the crazy-looking Gibsons. And I had already fallen in love with the music, so this was, like, just more, oh, fuck yeah. And then as I'm getting more into metal and everything and exploring that and looking at some of the, uh, the older bands, of course, you see Metallica. You see James Hetfield with the fucking white Explorer. Um, oh, it was just so cool. And I guess looking at more pictures, they would always stick out at me. So explorers are like just this 14, 15-year-old fantasy of mine. Um, and always wanted one, but they're always ex- always just too expensive. Um, even used, especially growing up. You know, you can't afford anything when you're growing up. So explorers got discontinued. I'm trying to remember when. I think it's at the end of the aughts, right? Like 2008, 2009, something like that. They get discontinued and they're not part of the lineup. So then their price goes up a lot, uh, the used market, because people fucking suck. Um, So I, I just couldn't find one. So eventually I'm playing out a lot more. Uh... I really want an Explorer. Um, I played a, a few of them. Uh, I dare I say even uh, close to a bunch of them. But I, I've I played them and I really liked the way that they felt um, on on my uh, on my arm. And actually, I think at that point I'd never played one standing up. But I really enjoyed 
how they felt. I loved how big they were. They seemed to have a sound to them that was kind of unlike the normal stuff. Um, they're just so massive. Uh, the year actually is 2015. And uh, me and my wife are, me and Kayla are walking through our local Sam Ash. Just because I think we were up in the area and I was like, fuck it, I might as well just stop here and look at some things. So I think we stopped at the Guitar Center in the Sam Ash. We stopped at the Sam Ash and up on the wall behind the counter where they keep the nice guitars, there's an Explorer. And I'm like, oh, cool. An Explorer, a used Explorer is what I'm thinking. Well, let's go check it out. So I go over and look at it. It's a black one. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Um, and um, uh, it, it's new. And I'm like, holy shit, it's new. They're making Explorers again. So I, t- you know, I asked if I could take it off the wall and play it. And, you know, it was everything. It was just so great. Neck felt really nice. I probably should have just bought that one, to be honest with you. Because um, eventually I do buy one. But I put it back up on the wall. Um, I was uh, teaching lessons. Um, I was, uh, I had just started at Car Amps, and I was doing my bands. Um, actually, I think at that point I was only doing the one band, doing a little bit of gigging. Um, and uh, Kayla had, you know, was teaching. We were living in an apartment and everything, but um, she was like, oh, well, why don't you get that guitar? She said that. Um, and then I was like, no, we can't do that. Like, that, it's just too expensive. Um, also, mind you, I had never... Um, bought a guitar, you know, have I ever bought a guitar, I don't think I had ever bought a guitar new, I think my parents bought me some new guitars, but I had never bought a guitar new, and uh, just couldn't even dream of paying that much for an instrument, I just never thought that I would pay that much for an instrument, it was like, you know, $1,500, um, so I was just like, oh no, we can't, we can't do that, she's like, we can totally do that, like, we have the money for that, like, you should do that, and um, she like, couldn't convince me to do it. So after walking around the store and everything for a while, um, she finally convinced me to buy it. Um, and uh, but I I was just kind of thinking I was like I was I was getting angry at the purchase. So I was like, well, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna make sure they can get me a red one. I'm gonna make sure that, that I can try out a bunch of them if I need to. And I need to make sure that they're gonna have a flight case. Uh, at the time, I was pretty sure I was going to be flying around. <laughs> that didn't happen. So I asked all these fucking questions, and they they said yes to everything. They said the case would be hard to get, but um, you know we can we can get one. So I paid for it right there. That was the most money I'd ever spent on. At that point, maybe anything besides school. Uh, oh, and I guess like a car, you know, in terms of like down payment and stuff like that. So those things don't count though, right? Those are like necessity things. Um, so we, we buy that instrument, uh, you know, or, and I had to wait a few weeks for it to come. Actually, I think I had to wait like a while for it to come in, but they do call me on like a Thursday or a Friday. Something I remember it was later in the week. They call me and it was like, I was getting off of work. I was about to go teach lessons and I get a call from Sam Ashley and the guitar was in. I freaked the fuck out. I, like, guys, I gotta go. <laughs> and, um, so I get out of there and I 
run up to the Sam Ash was like an hour away from where I worked and was like 30 or 45 minutes from where I needed to teach. But I got back in time and everything and was able to teach my first lesson with my brand new Explorer and it was amazing. But playing it at the store even, playing it unplugged, then even plugging it in, it was just amazing. I could feel all the, all the, the entire body was so resonant. It was amazing. Um, the thing I always thought was super cool was on the back of the head. I got it in 2015, but in the on the back of the headstock, it's a 2016 model. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. This is, this is cool. Um, I was so happy. I remember I called up Kayla even after, like, I got the guitar. It's fucking per. I, I was, you know, pretty sure I was going to have to try a few of them. Um, but it just, it felt right. It felt right, right out of the box. And, um, everything just looked perfect on it. And it was just, it was astounding. I could not believe it. And I just couldn't believe that that was my guitar as I was leaving with it. It So it was such a surreal experience. Um, I guess something that's something else about that stuff is I used to have dreams about, um, just very vivid and realistic dreams about like waking up in like my parents' old house in my bedroom, like waking, waking up in the dream to an explorer being in the room and I got to play it. And then I would, then I would actually wake up and be so fucking pissed off. (laughs) And, um, so I just couldn't believe I was actually walking home with my explorer. So I love that guitar so much. Um, so now some of the details on it, um, it came with the, uh, the, you know, the stock Gibson, the, whatever they are, you know, it's the, the 490 and the 500s or whatever the fuck, um, ripped those out almost immediately to put in some, some other pickups. Um, it's been through a bunch of them. Uh, I think the, uh, first ones I put in were like a Joe Barden kind of blade thing. And then I, I don't know what I put in after that. And now it's got some bare knuckle, um, um, what, I cannot remember what the name, the, the Blackhawks in there, and, um, uh, I'm actually gonna take a break, because now I'm at work, and I'll be back to tell you more about the Gibson Explorer Specs, thanks. Okay, after a short few hours doing some work, we're, we're back talking about the Gibson Explorer. I think the last thing I remember talking about was the pickups and changing them, so yeah, the, um, currently in there are bare knuckle Blackhawks. Um, continuing with that, I have, um, uh, one meg pots, uh, just volumes that rip the tone control out. Um, not like a huge difference in sound, but I don't know, made me feel like it was a bit more open. Um, and in place of the tone switch though, or the tone control, uh, I just have a a switch that turns the pickups from uh, humbucking to a single coil. I actually can't remember which coils are on for those. Um, frets are the, I guess, the stock Gibson nickel frets. Um, I believe that the, I think the nut is still the original nut, just like a, whatever kind of plastic shit that they use. Um, tuners are the original tuners. Um, the bridge, uh, has been swapped out for a rolling bridge. Unfortunately, the one I got was a little too large, so it's kind of crammed in there. I have to get that fixed one of these days. Um, but that's going to cost me an arm and a leg, so we're just leaving it the way it is now. 
Uh, and then I have a Bigsby on it. Um, once again, go into my Coheed and Cambria um, fanboy status. I saw this one picture, one time, of uh, Claudio with, uh, I think it's a Black Explorer that had a Bigsby on it. Uh, Travis uses a Bigsby in that band a lot. Um, but I saw the uh, Bigsby on the Explorer, and I was like, wow, that is awesome. And uh, so, yeah, I had to grab one of those. I, I also wanted, um, I've, I've never, at the time, never enjoyed playing a Stratocaster, but I really wanted to do, um, you know, have some kind of um, uh, vibrato bar. Um, so, yeah, Bigsby it was. I really liked it. It wasn't great for tuning with the original bridge, but when I put that roller bridge on it, even though that thing has its own problems, the tuning stability just um, was incredible after that. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, one day, gotta fix that guitar right back up. Um, but let's see here. Oh, yeah, it's... Um, I think the modern construction is like a four- or five-piece mahogany body. Uh, the one-piece neck... Um, and, uh, I believe it's rosewood, uh, like actual rosewood, um, but it's modern rosewood. It doesn't look, it doesn't look pretty. Um, it's, it's, uh, I don't know where it's from or if it's like young growth or something, but it's amazing how different old growth or just old rosewood looks compared to new stuff. Um, I'm fortunate to have, uh, a Yamaha from 1979, um, that has a rosewood fingerboard and, um, I mean, it just, you know, that's, that's a budget instrument, but the rosewood is just so much more beautiful than any modern uh, instrument that I have. Let's see what else. Oh yeah. Mine is red. I don't think, I'm not even sure I mentioned that. Um, had to get a red Explorer. Um, white is Metallica. Black is Metallica. So where do you go? Um, you go red. Um, I also just love that color on those guitars. At the time, they also didn't offer the uh, the natural finish, which I think I would have went with if it was available. But uh, that first year, they didn't offer the natural. And then they did offer the natural, I think the following year, maybe two years after, um, but they offered it at an upcharge. Um, so I probably would not have gotten it anyway because I think it was a fairly, you know, it was a couple, I think it was like, I want to say it was like a $200 upcharge for, for natural, um, or, you know, that, that, whatever they call it, anti-clear or some fucking stupid shit. Um, and I've changed the white plastic on it, all the white plastic on it to black. Uh, and I think the truss rod cover is like long gone. Um, let's see here, but I've played it, I played it uh, all over the place in my old band Stammerings, um, which I guess go check out. We, we did, uh, we have one, I think it's a pretty solid album that's out there. It has me on vocals. Um, and, uh, but yeah, you know, whatever. It's fun stuff. Um, gosh, what else? Oh yeah. So I played that guitar I don't think I recorded with that guitar at all, but I, um, yeah, I don't think I had it when I was recording, but once we released it, that was like, I got it kind of shortly, was it shortly after the release? 
you know, I honestly don't remember, but I played it all the time. It was it was my number one guitar. I, I brought it everywhere. It was it was my baby. It still is my baby. Absolutely love it. Um, I play it at every opportunity I get when I am asked to play a six string guitar. Um, to the and I even tried to play it in as oceans. Um, uh, for the real early As Ocean stuff. Uh, the first album is recorded on six-string guitars, tuned way down. And uh, I was getting that guitar kind of ready to do that. Um, I guess the problem I saw happening was... Well, I'd have to change instruments in the middle of a set or something. And I don't know, it sounded scary. Plus, you know, if you ever break, not that I would ever break a string because it'd be so thick, but, you know, I'm already, um, playing it, uh, a little too close for comfort with my, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but I only have one seven string. So I just bring a seven when we play just the one, um, and just hope I don't need, need another one. Uh, I try to change the strings fairly often too, so that they, you know, I don't have to worry about that. But anyway, yeah. Okay, so um, let's see. What else do we have going on here? Um, yeah. Well, that's the pretty much the guitar. Um, but let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think of like fun stories. So I think like the most so. The guitar has been dropped a bunch. It's, it's unfortunately my beater guitar, um, which is kind of an amazing thing to say. I, I think um, it's my guitar that I I, I I played in all of the shitty bars that we played in and everything. And me and the other guitar player definitely bumped into each other a number of times. Fucking, um, just running around on stage and shit. Um. I remember one time we were at a club and I put it up on a stand. I turn around and I hear a crash and I look back and the guitar is face first on the, it's face planted on the floor and it's totally fine. It fell on a concrete floor right on one and it was totally fine. So whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, I think one of my favorite things though about the instrument is I um so that band Stammerings one of our last shows that we played um uh we got to open for um Haken and C2A on their tour back in like 2017-ish 2018 I can't remember and um yeah, it was really cool. We got to hang out with him for a while as well. But uh, the most fun thing, um, huge C2A fan. Um, just kind of on a whim, I just pulled out the guitar. I got, you know, he had a line for people to, for people buying his shit and sell and, and, you know, signing stuff. So I was like, man, I fucking wonder. So I was like, after he was finished with everyone, I was like, hey man, would you sign my guitar? And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd, love this for you to sign my guitar you know I play this guitar all the time and and uh, you're a big inspiration I'd, I'd love for you to sign this for me and um he was like 
he was like, man, I wouldn't let anyone, he's like, I wouldn't let anyone sign my guitar. And I, I, I don't, I'm not sure he heard me because it was already loud, but I was just like, I mean, you're not just anyone though. Like you're one of the guys, <laughs> like you're one of the cats. He's fucking doing it. He did sign for me. I have a big old, I have a picture that my wife took of like me fucking cheesing and shit. Um, after he signed my guitar and it's so it's fun. Um, I think it's the only signature on that guitar. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very silly thing though. Um, anyway, uh, oh man, yeah, that guitar, I absolutely love it. Um, it's heavy. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's really fun. It's, it's, it's my Bambino. Um, I hope I never have to sell it. You know, that's one of those instruments. Every, every instrument in a way, I, I, I might think this way. I might be a person who, you know, worse comes to worse. I, yeah, I, I, I guess I think about these things from time to time, but like worse comes to worse. You have to sell, start selling off instruments because you need to, not because you want something else. That's one I hope I get to keep. Um, it does need its work, but I mean, whatever, you know, it's fine, but it's, it's such a fantastic instrument. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like little problems it has, you know, it's a modern Gibson. So nobody wants really, nobody wants to hear about these things, I suppose, but it's a, it's a really nice instrument. Um, the fret, I will admit, um, the finish, let's see, it has kind of the standard, like, Gibson finish, finish problems where, like, you can see where they missed, um, some grain filler, and the finish has, like, sunk in, and it's mostly around, like, uh, the neck joint, um, and, uh, the fretboard, uh, where the fretboard was glued to the neck, um, you can see that. The fretwork, I remember the fretwork being pretty good when I got it, but very quickly, very soon, I think within a year or two after I got it, the frets were, like, felt like they were not cut right. Um, they were really sharp, and they were all over uh, the bottom and the top of the instrument. And uh, I had to get those all filed down and everything. Um, but, yeah, it's a perfectly acceptable instrument. I, I wish they weren't so expensive. I, I, um, hmm, but that's kind of a, a, a topic that's just ongoing and, and forever, but I really don't understand why those guitars are so much. I mean, it's, it's, I have to believe it's, it's, I'm just paying for the marketing team because there's really nothing that goes into those. I mean, it's not a one piece body. It's not even a two piece body. It's like a bunch of mahogany, like, it looks like it's scrap mahogany <laughs> that's put together. I guess the neck, you can say, is, um, uh, you know, something of being a one piece. Uh, and then the rosewood looks low quality, and then the finish isn't great, and, you know, I don't know. So, whatever, I guess. Um, but it is, you know, it's made in USA, so I'm sure that, uh, right there, that's, that's probably triple, quadruple, quintupling, whatever the cost would have been for labor. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, that marketing team, it's, it's, they just gotta be getting paid, I guess. But regardless, um, 
Gibson for me is even if it's not known so much this way anymore, it's it it is a name I associate with quality, and it's a name I associate. It's it's the first name I kind of associate with guitars, um, and I uh, I do love them. Um, I guess I'll talk about more of them as time goes on, but that's my Explorer. I did an episode actually on my double neck. I do have a Gibson double neck. Um, I have a 335 and I have a Les Paul. And actually at one point I had two Les Pauls. I, I, um, I actually had a, I used to have a 1983 Explorer. And that was one of the nicest guitars. Uh, it's one of the nicest uh, wood guitars I, I ever I ever owned. Um, but I couldn't bring myself to changing the pickups and shit just because I'm an idiot. So ended up selling that guitar to someone who would appreciate it in its um, all original glory. Well, thank you so much for listening. Please follow me on all the social media things. Follow me at Warren Sharp. Um, and then follow Echo Nest on everything as well. Um, yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff coming out. And um, yeah, it'd be awesome if you follow that. Thanks so much. Later on.